A return to club dub will have to wait for the Miami Dolphins. They fall to the Atlanta Falcons on Friday night at Hard Rock Stadium by a final score of 19 to 3. Our thoughts here today, Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. It is Saturday, August 12th, 2023. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. I want to give a tip of the cap to our everydayers who do keep it locked in with us on a daily basis. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And the Dolphins had a bit of a slot fest, which uh, I don't necessarily think should have been a surprise when the team released the players not expected to play uh, graphic, and it had literally one-third of the Dolphins roster on the list. It was like 30 players. And then Robbie Chosen didn't play, and he was not originally scheduled to not play, but you know, Mike McDaniel alluded to him kind of dealing with a nagging injury and decided it was in his best interest to not play. So uh, it, it was a who's who. The, the non-dressed players was a who's who of the players that you will see playing on Sunday. So when you come into the game and that's the expectations, uh, I think you kind of got what we got. And the game obviously ended late last night. Said, you know what, I'm going to collect my thoughts here. And I ended up rewatching the condensed version of the game again this morning, just to, to, again, kind of take everything in with the perspective of, you know, what the end result is. You're really trying to evaluate a lot of players. Uh, simultaneously. Uh, I think there was a number of good things that we can come away from. And Mike McDaniel continued his off season preseason drumbeat of process over results and using the results as uh, a learning lesson. And the dolphins were uh, on the doorstep of leading in this football game, despite never actually leading for the vast majority of the game. It felt like the trips down into the red zone, uh, they get the ball back late in the game. It's a one-score game. You might just look at the box score, say 19-3. to three, Oh, they got shellacked, and that's not really indicative of, of what happened. Case in point, the Dolphins had over 100 more yards of total offense. They had seven more first downs. They averaged 1.2 more yards per play. Uh, they just so happened to have four turnovers. They had eight penalties for 72 yards, and they went over three in the red zone, including two fourth down uh, failed conversions in the low red zone. It's really hard to win a football game when you lose the turnover battle four to nothing. And you're penalized eight times for 72 yards. And when you go for three in the red zone, like that, that's not, it's not a winning formula. And, and I'm not so much concerned about the win slash the loss as I am kind of reading between the lines. And that's why I like the, I do enjoy the preseason because you do get kind of these stress-free opportunities to peek through keyholes and um, 
kind of start to piece together what this is ultimately going to end up looking like for the Dolphins. And um, the players who played, uh, there's a number of them that I, I want to give acknowledgments to for the performances that they put out on the field. But this conversation, I think, has to start with the offensive line, right? Where you saw Austin Jackson played in this football game. Lee Meikenberg played in this football game. Isaiah Wynn played in this football game. I was surprised that Dan Feeney did not partake. I was fully expecting him to be a player that was a part of that run. Um, but the fact that the Dolphins, like the only two penciled in starters based off our current expectations of the team on what either side of the ball that played were those two guys. And, you know, I, I think, the fact that the offense moved the ball admirably well. Um, Mike White did have a largely effective performance until the field got tight. Obviously, the throw was a uh, looked like an ambitious throw. Uh, you had two routes kind of working down the goal line in the same space. One defender peels back, tips the ball, and it ends up getting intercepted. But uh, I'm going to try to save a lot of my nuanced detail oriented thoughts for after watching the all 22 tape to be able to speak intelligently and not go off the TV broadcast. So um, the fact that we got that battle manifesting itself and the fact that the dolphins ran 26 times for 168 yards and yeah, Eric has had two rushes for 52 yards more, more on him later when we do offensive standouts. Um, I thought there was some life in this offense. It just didn't finish in the end zone. I can't say that I'm overly bothered by the end result because we got the strategy that the Dolphins did with this football game. But the fact that there are, I feel, a significant amount of performers on either side of the football that you feel uh, were strong performers throughout the course of the game, that's where, for me, I, I think this is a win for this preseason game. And we're going to talk about all of those players next here, starting with the offensive side of the football here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. These days, every new potential hire feels like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates, and that is why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. You can add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your profile, to let everyone on LinkedIn know that you're hiring and simple tools like screening, screening questions can make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So let's let's focus on the offense. And I, I think you probably start with these two young players that the Dolphins have invested mid-round draft picks in in recent years and how they have flashed in this first game of the preseason. And Devon A-Chain, the running back, had 10 carries for 25 yards. And Eric Azukama, who came out of this football game with 67 yards of total offense, uh, two end arounds, <laughs> kind of 
McDaniel let his hair down a little bit, I guess, and and, then they got a little fancy on the play calls there. But as a comma, I think that's a really fascinating development is if he has that kind of versatility. I don't know that I necessarily associated him coming out of Texas Tech of having that kind of versatility, but he does look like he's got a really good extra gear with the ball in his hands. And he is big and he is physical. He's the biggest wide receiver um, in this specific wide receiver room. And to have that toughness with the ball in your hands and now have a versatility component to it, uh, I don't think it's a question of whether Eric Ezukama is going to be on this football team by any means. It's a, it's a question of how high is the ceiling for him as a complementary weapon in this offense alongside Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. So uh, I loved seeing him get involved, get the ball in his hands. Those are the kinds of developments this Dolphins team is going to need. And, and I know um, there was some disappointment with Eric Azukama and his involvement last year as a rookie, but uh, if this was a long game selection for the team and, and you get these kinds of touches, you, know, you, you may never see him be a high-volume player in this offense, but you don't need him to be a high-volume player with the other elite talent that you have. You need him to be an effective change of pace. And you saw some new ways, in my mind, in this football game uh, that Eric Azukama can do that. So I think that's a big win for the Dolphins is seeing Azukama get his feet under him, play fast, play confidence, get the ball in his hands. Uh, Elijah Higgins. Two catches for 36 yards on three targets, including a 28-yarder. Uh, out there mixing it up a little bit. I know we're we're forecasting. This is another forecast-type player in my mind. I don't think Elijah Higgins is going to help you win football games in September of this year. But if you got guys like Ezukama and Higgins, and these are height-weight speed-type players that have really good contact balance and really good competitive toughness and they scrap it up and they can play in the box and block second level defenders, man, that can give you a really nice combination of um, size and athleticism to go with all of that speed that you have in this Dolphins team. So uh, I love seeing him get a big catch. Uh, I can't wait to go really dive into the nitty gritty on how his execution was for all of his snaps. Uh, but to circle back to Devon A. Chain, obviously the um, the explosiveness is evident. Um, I don't think you got a great showcase of him running behind effective blocks at the point of attack. And speaking of that, I, I actually really loved hearing Mike McDaniel in the postgame presser too, kind of acknowledge we saw some of these fourth down low red zone opportunities as a chance to really sink our teeth into uh, the opportunity to just win at the point of attack, right? It's fourth and two, uh, to quote Cam Smith from South Carolina, it's time to drop your you-know-what, right? And uh, the Dolphins did not win those opportunities in that game with the players that they had out there on the field at that point in time. So uh, I know A-Chain got um, 10 for 25 rushing the ball along of six. Chris Brooks had a 10-yarder. Ezukam had a 39-yarder. Miles Gaskin had a really nice run as well. Um, 35 yards was his long run. Um, but A-Chain, I, I think you saw the involvement, obviously, in the passing game for him as well. He, out of the play-action pass, caught that ball out of the backfield and caught four balls in total. So you're, you're sitting here looking at 
Ezukanma had three touches for, excuse me, had five touches for 67 yards, and A-Chain had 14 touches for 66 yards. So those two guys having really a third of your offense for those two guys combined, uh, I, I think is pretty promising for the Dolphins. I, I will save my um, refined opinions on the offensive line play until you get a chance to go back and watch that on the back end angle of the all 22. Uh, so I don't want to speak out of turn there. Um, so I'll reserve uh, forecasting any judgments. My knee jerk reaction is it's a, was a good day for the Isaiah win uh, momentum to be a starter on this Dolphins offensive line. I, I am looking forward to going back and going through those reps uh, with a kind to fine tooth comb. As far as the quarterbacks and the backup quarterback situation, uh, I, I think McDaniel made a, a pretty fair point to say, look, you, you, evaluating them is not just did they do good or not. It, it's also looking at what they did with the opportunities that they had, playing with different players. Um, I did not like seeing Skylar Thompson sacked four times and throwing two interceptions. I thought the, the backbreaker play, not that the punt return that was allowed for a touchdown with two and a half minutes left anyway was not also a backbreaker, but um, I thought the the play that was the interception that was ran back in the final minutes for the pick six, I think that's a little bit of an embodiment in my mind of just the general accuracy with Skyler that you're hoping as he gets more mature as a quarterback, he's able to refine a little bit more. Your receiver's got to work to catch it. It's high. It's hot. Goes off his hands. Because should the receiver have caught the ball? Yeah, I do. But from being down at camp and watching practices and just watching enough film with Skylar Thompson with, with his NFL resume to this point in time, he is more of a general accuracy passer. I thought the Mike White was probably a bad decision. Uh, I thought the second Skylar Thompson interception was one that, uh, while it was a catchable ball, it was not the easiest catch place to throw the ball for the catch. And that made it hard for the receiver, and then that compounded and went from there. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at with offensive performers. Big-time stock up, I think, Isaiah Wynn, Devon A-Chain, Eric Azukama, tip of the cap. To Chris Brooks as a big guy, uh, I, I just think that the deck's probably a little too stacked against him. I'm hoping they can practice squad stash him. And then Miles Gaskin, obviously, with, with uh, the most productive day of any offensive player uh, from a yardage perspective. He had 77 yards of offense and, and had a 35-yard run uh, as well. So uh, I think those are the guys that on the TV watch moved the needle the most for me. And now we're going to switch over and go over and talk about the defensive side of the football next year on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. Really admire the fact that the uh, Dolphins defense through, what, what, 50? I guess through, technically through 60 minutes, they gave up six points. One big cutback run in the red zone. And you obviously had a special teams touchdown breakdown. And then you had a uh, 
defensive score for Atlanta. So this Dolphins defense giving up three points with no starters on the field <laughs> um, is, is a pretty admirable effort. And I, I know Mike McDaniel also acknowledged there were some guys that have not been here long who played pretty meaningful football and played impactful. And I think about Eli Apple, who started at corner. Think about Mike Rose, the linebacker from Iowa State, who they signed and brought in just like last week. And he played pretty, pretty significant amount of snaps. But if you're going to look to um, standout performers on the defensive side of the ball, we got to start with Cam Smith. Dude, that PBU coming across the middle on that, that crossing route was crazy acceleration. Really good vision from him too. Confidence to go out and rip it. Uh, so I, I love that play cam stepping up and run support down in the red zone and then trying to drop off um in squat technique in the on the fourth down attempt as well was a really nice job by cam smith as well so really squeeze that throwing window obviously left the game with a shoulder injury we're hoping for good news today we'll see what mike mcdaniel has to say the next time we hear from mike mcdaniel um would be a tough blow if he missed any time because I think he's trending towards being uh, a pretty meaningful player for this team right off the jump. I thought Channing Tindall's range uh, showcased itself quite well. Obviously, this is a speedy player. That's not a surprise to anyone. But uh was good to get him out there and run around. I, I think it was a good day in totality for some of these recent uh, Dolphins draft selections. I mean, you think Cam Smith played a good football game. Channing Tindall was out there and active and showed good range and good athleticism out there, mixing it up a bit. Then you had a chain and Ezukama like that. That's a really nice group of four as mid round guys who I think the expectation for them being mid round guys was probably always going to be, look, you might not get the greatest fruits right off the jump. Now, Cam Smith was a no brainer best player available in the mind of the Dolphins. And he's looking like he's going to prove them right. Um, but these Channing Tindall, Ezukama, like those guys, their emergence to not be effectively being on the roster because we drafted you, but actually being meaningful contributors uh, really gives you warm and fuzzies if that's how it continues uh, to trend. I thought the sack from Garrett Nelson was a really nice play. He's another player who I just think the deck is probably a little stacked against him to make this team. Uh, but I remember watching him at Nebraska and I gave him like a fifth, fifth or sixth round evaluation when he was coming out. So uh, I certainly thought he was somebody who could play at the NFL level. And, and it was uh, a, a real quality win for him on the edge. Uh, it was good to see Emmanuel Ogba out there and active in pass rush. Um, not surprised when you consider the depth of the Dolphins' edge room that Agba got a little bit of run. He obviously missed the back half of the season last year. It was good to see him out there mixing it up as well. So um, I think that's probably, if I think big picture storylines from this, this game, the first and second year mid-round picks is the storyline that pops the most to me. And if that trend continues we're going to have a little bit more depth and a little bit more variety than we probably thought that we would and that's a place where uh this dolphins roster could really benefit 
So that that is the exciting development for me. It's not exciting to lose a football game 19 to 3. It's not exciting to score three points in a football game, regardless of who plays or who doesn't or not get into the end zone and all that stuff. I agree. It's not exciting to lose the turnover battle for nothing. Skylar Thompson has three turnovers. It's not exciting to watch the team go out and have self-inflicted wounds and penalties either. But we'll see what they do against Houston. They obviously have joint practices upcoming this week. They can put some polish on what happened. We'll see if the starters get some run in the second preseason game against Houston. My guess would be that they probably do. It's a question whether they get their dry run now or if they wait till the third one. Uh, the third preseason game to really ramp up and, and give the starters meaningful reps. Is this cameo appearances or is this uh, guys going out there and really mixing it up? So I will be when the all 22 drops, I will be digging my way through the all 22 of this football game and we'll have impressions and thoughts and, and go deeper uh, the next time that we all speak. So I'm looking forward to that. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your Saturday. I'm Kyle Krabs. I'm out of here. Fins up. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, make it a good one. Enjoy the rest of football this weekend.